Welcome to Namaste with Renee, an award-winning podcast for entrepreneurs and personal reality creators. I'm your host, Renee Marcoux, CEO of Marcoux & Company, founder of the iHeart Coaching Academy, and professional singer-songwriter. I show women how to soar into financial and spiritual riches by turning their remedy into revenue. Hear from world-renowned guest experts on Namaste with Renee. Hello and welcome everybody. I'm Renee Marcoux here to share some lovely energy with you and with my dear friend and mentor who is just so amazing, Jennifer Long <laughs> is here to share some goods with you. So I want to introduce you to Jennifer Longmore. She is the CEO of the Podcast Connector. She is connecting visionaries and new thought leaders with aligned podcasts. And she is also a 10 times best-selling author. That's seriously amazing. And she's a sought-after media personality as well. She knows the importance of quickly establishing oneself as the leading authority to build credibility, attract more media, and attract more aligned clients. Jennifer is also passionate about providing high-level platform expanding services to experts with the mission to change the world who simply just need to get their amazing message in front of those who need to hear it most. When she's not coaching and teaching, you can find her hiking with her family, mining for crystals with her son, and enjoying martial arts with her husband. Sounds like you have <laughs> one life, Jennifer. <laughs> I Well, thank you. I, I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, but I look back on my pre 2020 life, which was a gazillion times busier than it is now. And I, I don't know who that woman was. She was a GD superhero. Like I, I really don't know <laughs> because now going to the grocery store, that feels like a full day outing for me. just as far as, you know, I know you get, get this and probably all of you do, right. Just being so sensitive to energy. And there's times where, you know, I live in the forest now I'm a hermit. I'm a six, two, generator so I'm wired to be a hermit and I spend a lot of time in my little forest uh, mm -hmm. and going out into the world's a little bit different but yeah it's uh, we have a cool crystal mine around here so we can get literally like what you would pay in a store for like I don't know maybe $1,500 we get that they weigh it and I think it's like 10 cents a pound or something like that so we get like thousands of dollars worth of crystals for like 20 bucks it's great and i'm Jennifer. talking for like quartz and um what else do we get there's rose quartz there's crystal quartz there's a few other like fancy ones there's a lot of labradorite here yeah it's pretty mm -hmm. wild so jennifer you are blessed that that's yeah. it's like in your backyard in your forest yeah wow yeah, not my actual backyard, but in the yeah. 15 acres of protected forest, we have a lot of, we're on an escarpment. So there's a lot of rock and mines around here and stuff. So, oh yeah. my gosh, even just the energy around all those rocks, it must just feel like a portal or something. It, it really is. You know, I don't know if anyone else um, is around trees. I talked to one of my colleagues the other day and a storm took out a lot of her trees and they're like a hundred plus years old. Oh. And I feel like, you know, we know everything's consciousness, but I actually feel like they're guardians. You know, they're these big, tall, they, they don't ask for anything from us. They just contribute. Uh, yeah. Some of them have a lot of mushrooms growing on them, which is good because that means they're doing a lot of filtering. Mm. I don't know a ton about trees, but I get the, I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, but we have a neighbor that cut down a hundred trees to put in a grow up. Like you can't even imagine 
he got charged by the federal like he's been convicted i should say by the by the federal government when the federal government gets involved like you know that's a big deal but point is is that i get very i i have such an appreciation for trees i didn't realize how much i did i always knew i loved trees but really living in them now and seeing what a gift they are I thought we'd just talk this whole time about trees. I know, right? We could just talk about nature all day. Um, I feel the same way. I'm like this. Uh, my community doesn't really know this about me quite yet. But like if I go through a forest uh, and I feel like energetically called toward a tree, I will literally hug that tree and like uh-huh. just feel its energy and just like breathe on it. Because I know like it's fulfilling us. We're fulfilling it, you know, and it's just, it's really a magical experience to have that deep connection to mother earth in that way. Yeah. Well, the, the woman I told you about, she, she was not understanding why she was grieving her trees so hard. I said, of course you are. They're like basically tree humans that are on your property guarding you and contributing to you and, and so on. So anyways, and, and in light of what's happening on the planet, I think, uh, you know, giving, giving, uh, love to our trees is is going to be even more important over the coming years so yes welcome to my ted talk about trees (laughs) (laughs) i have no experience no formal education (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh well jennifer will you tell my community more about how you got into entrepreneurship like what was that fire within you that was like hey i this is where i need to go in my journey I didn't have a fire. Um, I mean, I do, but I didn't know it at the time. I just, I didn't know that I I was a Reiki master by the time I was 21, but there was no jobs for that. And that was my filter for everything. It just get a job, right? I went to school and you know this, I went and became a forensic investigator for many years. So as I was doing that and being a Reiki master on top of that, imagine like I'm going to the craziest investigations ever dealing with a boatload of sociopaths, psychopaths, being on the stand all the time as an expert witness. Like it was a lot for, you know, I started at 23. Wow. And um, and it was really, it wasn't even the clients actually, it was my coworkers that were like, they were on board the hot mess express train. Like it, it was because all of your issues get kicked up, right? In that kind of environment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Coin is, is that um, it was highly toxic. It was a lot of energy for me to be there. I'm very sensitive. Any vibrational dissonance between me doing Reiki and just the level of chaos and toxicity and trauma and drama and personality disorder and all the things, right? It was a lot. And I managed, but I knew it wasn't sustainable. It was actually because it was for self-preservation that I was like, there is no way I'm going to be able to keep this up for 40 years, living just above the line or just below the line as far as being able to pay bills every month. I knew I would never be able to afford a home. So on a public servant salary, I knew that uh, I, I was burnt out. I was living for the weekends. I had Monday morning dread every week. This went on for years. I know we all get that, right? Like I can even feel the the pain of that now and the emotion of that, right? Like, and and what I was doing for a living at the time was a noble job, <clears throat> and I have mad respect for anyone that's in any of those kind of positions, right? And it wasn't my calling. I wouldn't have been getting the nudge, right? I wasn't coded right. for that. I, it was a great contribution to me. I learned a lot about human behavior, like a lot, which informs my work. Mm-hmm. But then I started meeting all these other Reiki masters 
as you know, right? You do something and then all of a sudden it seems like everyone's doing it, right? Yeah. <laughs> they had businesses and people were paying the money to do treatments on them and teach them Reiki and you know, yeah. whatever else, right? And I was like, oh, well maybe I could do this. Yeah. So I left that job and I went and worked at the largest corporation in my country and I'm doing sexual harassment investigations. And I was so used to nonstop chaos that when I went in there, I think it was six months before I got a case and I was so excited. Oh my God, I've got a sexual harassment case. Oh my God, it's exciting. So like, because when, for anyone that has adrenal fatigue, you know, when you're vibrating uh, like this and it's frenetic and then you just stop. Like I couldn't do yoga back then because mm -hmm. even though it was good for me, it was very irritating viscerally irritating to go from being jumpy and bouncy and and high adrenal like cortisol i should say pumping through your veins to all of a sudden sitting still for five minutes i was just like oh no. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just <laughs> so anyways uh i so when i went in that job i could finally work a true nine to five and in the evenings i went and learned what these aliens were speaking this alien language which was entrepreneurship like what do you mean you wake up when you want to and what do you mean you're you you know but there's all these things as, as we all know right like when someone else is taking care of the marketing and the bookkeeping and the janitorial work and the administration and all the things right the things that we don't have to see when we just get to show up in a job <clears throat> So, um, but anyways, I realized, oh, I can do this. And I, I still pushed and pulled for like two years because I had all, you know, we're conditioned to believe that entrepreneurship is a safety net or sorry, a job is a safety net that, um, that's, that's a more noble way to make money. There's all these kind of conditions, right? Right. But then when I jumped into business, I had a waiting list within about three months and I was doing readings at the time. And, um, and it was because I wasn't focused on the money. I was just so grateful that I got to do what I loved, that people were actually paying me because I would have done all of that for free. Thank God I didn't because I would have had to get a job because I wouldn't have been able to pay the bills. But um, I, I went to the bank about 10 months in, and this probably happened at about the six month mark, but I didn't really go to the bank very much. I had all this cat, people paid me in cash. So I had like a lot of cash in my house, more so than I realized because I didn't pay attention to the money at all. I would not recommend that. But anyways, that was my journey. <laughs> Went to the bank and I was like, oh my goodness, I have six figures in the bank. I don't even know what it's like to have like a thousand dollar surplus in the bank. It was very jarring for me. Mm. And over time, and unbeknownst to me in my astrology, I'm actually wired to lift up wealth consciousness. So it makes sense that I grew up in a working class family. It makes sense I started working at 10. It makes sense that I had a public servant salary. <clears throat> it makes sense that when I had a surplus, it was more uncomfortable than living um, you know, paycheck to paycheck. I didn't know what to do without surplus. Most of us don't, by the way. Mm -hmm. So that started a whole other journey. And you know, then it snowballed from all of these things. But um, I created an Akashic Record School. It became very popular. And I have a lot of people that are now teachers and certified consultants and so on. And that that's a big part. And then because it's all about consciousness, people started asking me, you know, can you teach me how to grow my business? Can you teach me how to you know, expand my money. And at first it was like, oh, this feels a little choppy in my business, right? Like I'm talking about a cash records, money and business. Mm -hmm. And I realized it's all just consciousness. And I actually, 
this is for all of us to remember that if we're all about elevating consciousness, we can't exclude wealth consciousness. It is a part of consciousness, right? It's not about loving money the way we see it happening in the world where we're worshiping it and it's got that gross feeling. It's more about um, understanding that it's all just energy and and it's all a journey in consciousness. And these are actually just portals that help us to do that. Yeah. So in my business program, I have someone who's in one of my higher level masterminds who created this company and had it for about a year before I even knew she grew it because that's how crazy she is. And I say that, of course, with love, <laughs> like she's just always creating things, selling things, doing whatever. And I'm like, what do you mean you have this company? I'm going to become a client of the podcast connector because yes. I already hire companies like this. And then she just didn't really have the bandwidth for it. So she was, she said, I'm either going to sell it or walk away from it. And out of my mouth, unbeknownst to me, I said, I will buy it from you. Wow. That all happened very quickly. And then within, I don't know, maybe two weeks of that conversation, uh, we had changed ownership and, you know, here we are, right? A, a brand new company. But it makes sense, as you shared, because I have done a ton of PR, done a ton of PR. And I've learned uh, what works and what doesn't. I've pitched a ton of podcasts. I have podcasts. I used to have radio shows. So I know what it, and I know you get this too, right? What it's like to get a good pitch and what it's like to get a not so great pitch. Yes. And all things being equal, uh, this is a little tip for everyone. When you are pitching a podcast, it that person has spent time, money, and energy building um, building up the show and then on top of that loving up their audience and they they are going to be very discerning about who they let their audience or who who they share their audience with right and uh, a lot of people will be like well I have a I want to come on your show to promote my book well that's great there's a lot of people with books but like how are you gonna add you know my clients will buy your book but they need to get to know you as a person kind of thing right like how are you gonna add value so when you're pitching people uh, it's always good to do your research on that person, find something particular about them. If you find, I'm making this up, but maybe you see that they have horses all over their Facebook profile, then uh, when you message them, you'd be like, hey, Renee, uh, I love your show, and I'm wondering if it would be valuable for me to come on and talk to your audience about such and such. Do you feel this would be a value to them? By the way, I see you love horses, and uh, I don't blame you. Here's what I love about horses kind of thing, right? Like, make it look like, you know, or I listened to your episode on such and such, and I really liked this particular thing that you shared, right? To show mm -hmm. that you've actually made an effort to get to know me. It's not just some random pitch template that, you know, yeah. everyone else gets. And right. uh, that will that will get you a lot further with the hosts. So. Yes, definitely. I, I feel yeah. that for sure. And even, you know, as I've learned that from you, like in the last year or so, like I started my podcast, I think it was 2018, Namaste with Renee. And at that point in time, I was looking in my community, oh, wow, Pat would be amazing to speak on this. Oh, Janine would be amazing to speak on this. And before I know it, people are reaching out to me and pitching themselves to me. And granted, I think 95% of the people who I've had on my show have all have been in alignment with somebody in my community. So it was just so telling, right? But you can you can really feel into as a podcast host who really is in it for bringing value, for loving up your community, my community, right? To really want to share something that's 
of value to that person's life. And those who are just like, hey, I'm here, like sending out 40, 500 resumes, like, please take me on your show because I want to share about, like you said, a book. And it really does position you in a different way when you really do have that divine connection to the podcast or the podcast host. It's like, oh, like that was cool. That person reached out. Now I am going to give them the time of day because they've given me the time of day to look and research Namaste with Renee, for example. So I think that's an amazing tip for everybody who's tuning in and really who wants to become more seen and more visible in podcasts and in the press, because it really is important for you to really have that connection. So the, the person who's reading your pitch, whether it's the podcast host or their assistant, can really feel into the fact that you are, you know, doing your due diligence and you are serious about bringing value to those who are in the community. Mm -hmm. That was a great tip. Thank you. Well, thank you. I have another great tip. Ooh. I think it's a great tip. Let's hear it. Uh, well, I learned this. I Keep in mind, I'm an OG in the online space now, right? So yes. I started when, te when tele-seminars were a thing, even before tele-summits became a thing. And then someone had the bright idea. And I don't know who it was, but whoever it was, if you're watching, uh, thank you from all of us <laughs> in the online space. Someone said, hey, let's be more efficient. All these people are promoting tele-seminars. Why don't we all come on and you know, do a joint venture and pool our collective telesummits, all host it so it looks a little more natural, you know. Yeah. That's kind of how it evolved. But anyways. That's, yes, that's still true. Back in the day when we would do teleseminars, especially if we were being hosted on someone else's list and or in a summit, it's always good for you to have your lead magnet with an easy call out at the end. So what started happening is these these links would get really long and people would be like, go to soul journeys dot ca forward slash how dash i dash you know like going to be this big long yeah. thing nobody's remembering that right they're they're just not going to most people don't have a pen especially nowadays you know people are working out when they're listening to a podcast they're driving they're doing something they're not likely going to be able to write it down or remember it but the thing about the, the many things about podcast interviews is that they live on forever so someone can find your podcast five years from now and hear you and be like, oh my God, Renee is so captivating. I love her energy. I want to be in her world. And yeah. then you've got a slash ly forward slash seven two two do to get your free whatever. And like nobody's right. remembering that, right? But what right. they will remember is something like, you know, ReneeMarku.com forward slash quiz. Mm -hmm. And you're going to just constantly drive people to your quiz because you know you're going to pick a lead magnet that you know you're going to likely have live on forever, right? Your your signature lead magnet, freebie, whatever you want to call it. Five years when that podcast interview is still performing for you while you're sleeping and people are still finding it and listening to it, then they um, that they are going to click on a link that isn't broken and not be disappointed and still be able to find you. I mean, they can, they'll still work to find you, of course, if they like you, but it just makes it a lot easier. And then, of course, the whole point, one of the many points, I should say, of doing a podcast interview is to invite people into your community and start building a relationship with them. And that starts by capturing their email so that you can still be in conversation with them, right? So that's a big tip because some people, they don't mean to, but they put really long. So I'm I'm always clear with my team, like whenever we create a freebie, it's gotta be one word and it's gotta be the word that directly relates to the title of the freebie. So if it's a money freebie, it has to say forward slash money. If it's some sort of soul-based one, it needs to say soul, business, et cetera. 
Yes. And that can be really helpful uh, because, you know, like some people are going to, I make, I worked it out and I generate easily 500K to a million dollars a year just from being a guest expert on podcasts. Now, keep in mind, I'm a seasoned speaker, meaning like I'm not the greatest speaker in the world, but I know how to talk. I don't pitch at all. I've never once pitched anything. In fact, I get asked to share about my programs and I don't do that. I don't do that on podcasts. I'm not saying not to, but I do direct people to my lead magnet and I do direct people to follow me on the social media channel that I'm most active. So for me, it's Facebook. I know not everyone loves Facebook, but that's what I do. So I tell them two different places to be in touch with me. So if they, if they're not interested in being on an email list, at least they're going to be interested in going to that. And then it's up to me to build a relationship with them. It's up to me to showcase how I can add value and so on. Mm. But um, a lot of people, when you, when you speak about things you're passionate about, and when you speak about things where there's clearly embodied wisdom, we can hear it in someone's voice, whether they just read a book, there's a hollowness, right? Or like there's a texture. I know you get this, right? Mm -hmm. There's a texture to the quality of our voice when we've really mastered something or we've really embodied wisdom around something. And that is what makes people buy. That is what really shortens the no like and trust curve. And that's one of the things that guesting on podcast does is it literally makes you a complete unknown quantity to someone to all of a sudden they've now spent 30 minutes, 45 minutes, 60 minutes with you hearing your position on the world, getting a sense of your personality. Are you relatable? Do I feel resonant with you? Have you established yourself as someone that can lead me in this particular area that I'm with? You know, that kind of thing. And so that's that's the, the main thing. And then of course, I have offers that start at 1K, maybe 5K all the way up to, you know, 50K. So that also helps, right? Like if you have a $97 product, you're going to have to be on a lot of podcasts to make 500K a year. But um, if, you, if you're selling, you know, reasonably priced packages as a service-based business owner, it's actually quite doable for you to make six figures a year just by dedicating, you know, maybe an hour a week to being a guest on a podcast. Yes. Oh my goodness. And so anyone who wants to be a part of the podcast connector connector can join at this point. Is it is it open yeah. for all their applications? Well, we I mean we guarantee booking. So this is what we do differently. We do I I know a lot about media. I don't know everything, but I know enough about pitching and positioning and stuff, right? And um so we it, it's we can pitch anyone for sure. We're not going to be pitching people that are, how do I want to word this? Really, um, we're, we're not going to be pitching any isms, meaning like if you're a, a card carrying racist, like we're not going to be promoting you. We're not going to be pitching you, right? So we're going to be doing our research on you, I guess is what I'm trying to say, right? If you're a Holocaust denier, like we're probably not going to be pitching you on podcast. So we do, we're going to have some deal breakers for sure, yeah. but all things being equal, we, um, we are, we're guaranteeing bookings. So it's on us. So this is from me learning from me hiring my own PR companies. I still, I'm still a client of the podcast connector. I still pay them through my other company to pitch mm -hmm. me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah. But uh point is, is that we, um, I've just learned that I shouldn't be taking you on as a client if I'm not confident in my ability to pitch you because you don't care if I pitch you. 
you're not paying me for pitches. It, your thing, when I say I'm going to pitch you, you're hearing bookings. Mm -hmm. But what I mean as a company that doesn't guarantee it is I'm just pitching you. Let's see how it goes. I can't guarantee anything. Well, that's mm -hmm. that's lazy, honestly, in my opinion. I think it's it's disrespectful to the client. And we shouldn't be if we're claiming to be an expert in pitching people on podcasts, for example, then we should have no problem guaranteeing actual bookings. Right. right. Because we either we're not good at what we do or we don't care. And we're neither of those people, right? We're going to roll out the red carpet. We're going to do a press release for you. We're going to do a one sheet and we're going to guarantee bookings every single month. So that, because if it, if it takes us 50 pitches to get you five bookings, you don't have to care about that. that. That's not your issue. That's our issue. Either we have to refine the pitch or we have to do better research mm -hmm. or we need to find a different angle, but that's our, that's on us to do that. Mm, so yeah. um, most people will not make that claim, but that's me still actually being more on the client side of things. You know what I mean? Like my, my filter for how to run this company is very much through, I'm a consumer of the service. So yeah. what do I want and what caliber, like what standard of care do I want to provide people? So yes, anyone that feels that they have a message and weirdly, most people don't think they have a message. Hmm. it's usually the people that were like, you should go tell a story or you should write a book. They're like, oh no, not me, <laughs> little old me. Nobody <laughs> wants to hear what I have to say. No, really, <laughs> they do. In part because it's the harmonic exchange, right? Just you and I talking right now, there's an energetic exchange happening that's creating a certain frequency in the air, hmm. right? Let alone, uh, I know that's very woo, but let alone, uh, you know, the actual wisdom that's being shared. We just never know whose lives we're gonna touch. And on top of that, we don't know all of the other invitations we're going to get to other podcasts, summits, what media is looking out for us, what literary agents are listening to these things, what potential clients are listening to this. I have, I can't even tell you the amount of times I've gone on a podcast and at the end, the host will say to me, I want to hire you. And within the next day, they've sent me money and we're working together. You Amazing. know, like there's all kinds of crazy things that can happen. Yes. Um, but when we show up from a place of high service to lead and just say, okay, I'm going to go share my message and trust that whoever needs to hear it, hears it. And when we're, when we're not attached and just being a leader, it's, it's really pretty uh, incredible. The miracles that, you know, ripple out as a result. Yes. Oh, I definitely agree. I think that's been one of the most incredible experiences over time in my own business as well, just really. And I know all the listeners who have businesses as well are, really resonating with this and really hearing it too because when you are in that space the the miracles happen the clients find you the next connection happens like the next newspaper or podcast and newspapers like probably more back in the day now but like <laughs> magazine it's like they're they're looking for you too and um this you have spread so many amazing tools jennifer today for anybody who's listening who really wants to lean in and wants to be more seen and and share their message and it's so funny how you said um i was cracking up inside i'm like when you said that um it's the people who don't think they have a story that really have the story and it's so true and i and i sit back and think about all those people just like a bunch of people came to mind you know who really have the ability to make such a positive impact on other people's lives who may be kind of shying away from the spotlight you know i i even went through that myself mm -hmm. but 
it's such a it's it's this sounds like such an amazing opportunity for anybody who can really step forward and share their message and share their wisdom and their value amongst all of the podcaster hosts out there and uh, looking for your message. So um, what I'm going to do if this resonates with you, Jennifer, I'm going to post a link for anyone who wants to lean in and learn more about the podcast connector and learn about, you know, the process and, and what's included. Um, I'm going to post that link here in this video and also in the show notes for uh, the recording for anyone who's feeling ready to lean in. Fantastic. Thank you. You know, it's funny because um, it's, I can pitch myself. I know you can pitch yourself, right? And and there's a time in business where just because you can do something doesn't mean you need to do it, right? Like I can do my own bookkeeping, but I don't do it, right? I can get all the things. Yes. Um, but I, for me, I like to keep my team focused on the operations in the company and just hire out these very niche sort of things to people that you know, um, dedicate their time to really break through all the gatekeepers. The thing about pitching ourselves, like, yes, you can, you're mm -hmm. probably going to get on some pretty small podcasts. We have access mm -hmm. to some pretty significant podcasts because we built a relationship with the gatekeepers. So what ends up happening for people when they pitch themselves, if they don't know how to do it effectively, and they don't have a relationship with the gatekeepers, then you just kind of, it, it, it's not a good use of your energy. It's a very low dividend activity when you're the CEO of your own company, it's a very high dividend activity for a company like us because this is what we specialize in, right? So right. Um, it, it's a very nominal fee to do it. and uh, But more importantly, it, you can kind of just set it and forget it. You get to just show up on the podcast and not have to worry about too much. You don't, you're not spending, you know, three hours a week pitching, right? And, and maybe pitching to 50 shows and getting one yes, right? We we take care of that kind of stuff for people. But yeah, I I think we're going to have, well, we're definitely going to have a lot of fun. The, the way that we're doing this company, because I'm a natural connector, it's just my archetype. I'm bringing in the ability for anyone that signs up to be networking with me once a month, to be networking with the other VIP clients wow. and sharing resources and building collaborations. And then I'm even hosting a mastermind call every month to teach people, how, or not to teach people, so to speak, but to help uh, bounce around ideas about how to make the interviews even more lucrative and how to monetize the interviews and wow. things like that. So it's, it's a different, you know, it's a different level of service, but I really want to love people up because we've got a planet that's falling apart and coming together all at the same time. We're living in a very interesting paradox right now. And there's a massive uh, leadership deficit, right? There's a lot of voices that need to be on these stages to be helping people. Definitely. We just never know whose prayer we're gonna answer. And that's really the, the, the filter that I start with in this company is, okay, let's go and change some lives. Yes. Let's go and get your message out there and change some lives, right? Yes. So yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's what I love about you, Jennifer, too. I mean, this is just such a beautiful opportunity for anyone who, you know, maybe leaning in, but thinking, oh, gosh, like, I don't really know if I have a pitch or I don't know if what I have is, you know, of value. And to know that they'll have access to learning about how to make, you know, themselves even feel better about it. Or like you've said, like monetizing and all these other offers that you put in inside of the masterminding 
once a month that call you were saying that is mm -hmm. phenomenal. And I haven't heard of any other company in comparison to yours do that. And I know that you love up your community. I'm a part of so many of your communities and I just love that that's what you do. And you really are here to connect people and really bring the world to a more beautiful place. And I, I just, I adore that about you. And I know you know this already. <laughs> Oh, are um, we having a love fest? I know, yes. Party <laughs> um, but for sure, I, I, I'm going to share the link for anyone in the community who's feeling really activated right now to go in and learn more about the Podcast Connector and be a part of this. It feels like a movement to me. So, mm -hmm. yeah. It is, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. I Thank so you so much. You. All right, absolutely. I appreciate you so much being here and sharing your wisdom, your time and energy with all of us. And I look forward to connecting with you again. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. See you, everybody. Have a blessed rest of your day. Mm -hmm.